Hello and welcome to the Campaign Podcast. My name is Matt Barker. I'm the Features Editor of Campaign and I'm delighted to be joined today by reporter Shauna Lewis. Hello, Shauna. Hi. And Charlotte Rawlings. Hello, Charlotte. Hello. Now, a little later on, Campaign Media Editor Bo Jackson is going to be interviewing Lydia Goff and Steve Harding-Hill, who are both from the Ardman Animation Studio. Uh, They're going to be celebrating 40 years of making commercials. But before then, the three of us are going to have a quick chat about some of the stories that have appeared on the campaign site over the past few days. Shauna, you wrote about some recent C-sweep shenanigans at Essence Media Comex. What's been going on there? Yeah, uh, there's been there's been some moves. Um, so there's been four as of yesterday that we reported on. So Anna Berry, who's been there for a while, has moved from managing director to chief operating officer, um, which hasn't been filled since Ryan Storer was made chief exec. Um, so that's been empty for quite a while. Um, Leonardo Reyes Acosta has been made senior vice president, head of analytics, Mark Adams, managing director of client solutions. And finally, like Jessica Lenahan has been made managing director of client leadership. I think when Claire Chapman joined Cara, so she joined as chief executive recently of Essence Mediacom X. You know, she was returning to so Essence Media Comics is the heritage brand of like Essence, and she returned from Cara, where she kind of like got up quite a bit of men- momentum. So she won like under her Cara won Molson Cause, uh, Direct Line, Virgin Red. Some of those might have been retentions. I can't quite remember off the top of my head. Um, so yeah, like David Wilding joined recently. He was um, senior director of planning at Twitter now X. Um, and he's joined recently as chief strategy officer. Um, he's really well respected in the industry. So it's kind of, I don't know, like um, she's building up a really solid team for like to go into 2024. So maybe like in terms of like new businesses, new business and stuff like that, um, you know, Essence is setting itself up for a big year kind of thing. Interesting stuff. Now, Charlotte, you've been getting in a festive mood at Ikea um, and they've been, well, they're going to be serving Christmas dinner in some of their stores. Is that right? And, and wouldn't there be any meatballs on the menu? Actually, I can't believe that Sean has been banging on about people changing jobs in Essence Media Company. It's Christmas. <laughs> it's cool. um, there are giant meatballs to be talking about. Um, but yeah, Ikea. Have we all been to Ikea? I've not. I have. Why have you had, you've not been to Ikea? I've just never been to one. Like, you did have Marmite as well. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have Marmite. She's not been to Ikea. Why does she work at Campaign? <laughs> that has got some catching up to do, right? Like, <laughs> really do. Well, Shauna, well, I've got a treat for you. Um, <laughs> basically, in Ikea, they've got their little pretend rooms to show off the furniture and what it would look like in a home setting. Um, well, some select Ikeas are opening those room sets up to the public this week um, for them to host a free Christmas dinner with friends and family. Um, and I think it's because some people might not have the room to host in their own homes. So Ikea is giving people the chance to do their own thing in a nice Ikea furnished room. Um, so when you rent one of these room sets, you can get them up for up to two hours. Um, uh, it's going to include festive decor, a two-course IKEA Christmas dinner, IKEA dessert, and unlimited soft drinks. Um, So that sounds nice, doesn't it? Um, And guests will be able to choose from turkey, a veggie alternative, there you go, Shauna, um, and some IKEA meatballs, 
which brings me on to the next thing, Matt, which we asked mm-hmm. about. Um, they've released a giant meatball the size of turkey, because uh, why wouldn't you? <laughs> so Mother is the mine behind the meatball, um, which comes in at four and a half kilograms. Um, yes. <laughs> so, because that's what I lift at the gym. I lift about five kilograms at the gym. So um, <laughs> anyway, sorry, get the gains in. It's not even that impressive. Why did I say that? Anyway. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, but people can be in with a chance of winning the Christmas showstopper through IKEA's social channels or in a, uh, through an in-store competition. Um, so, yeah, would either of you be up for that? No. <laughs> the silence is definitely... <laughs> do, you not like the, do you not like the meatballs, Matt? Have you ever tried them? Dolig watch bolting. That's Swedish for acid reflux. <laughs> you took the time to look that up, did you? Yeah. yeah. writing the script earlier thinking that one's going to kill him Um, (laughs) Shauna you also wrote this week about ITV running an Instagram ad in a primetime slot which was for Charlie's Bar in Enniskillen it was made for 700 quid apparently um, most of which I suspect went on the the music the soundtrack Um, we'll get onto the actual content of the ad in a moment but this was quite a significant moment really wasn't it yeah it was it was significant for Charlie's Bar Um, yes like like you said, they made um, they made the ad for like seven hundred pounds. It was made by a local uh, content creator, uh, Efa Teague, um, and commissioned by Una Burns, who like owns the bar. Um, and yeah, they put it on Instagram. It's reached nearly four million people on there. But that's like a very different audience to the one that tunes in for the for the evening news. So they put it on um, just before UTV Live, which covers news across Northern Ireland. Um, and that's like kind of like a primetime slot. And I think it's it's kind of a nice little Christmas gift. And I suppose that's the big beauty of being a broadcaster like ITV. You have the power to kind of open up something's reach, which I think is delightful. Absolutely. Now, what about the ad itself? Because, you know, it's obviously heartwarming stuff, but I, for me, it, it did go on a bit. I'm, I'm not stand silence there. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna. I. I think it's nice. I think it's lovely. <laughs> it's in the Christmas let's, spirit. Let's actually talk about what happens in the ad, um, in case people haven't seen it. <laughs> um, there's an old man, and he's walking about town, and he's trying to interact with people, but everyone's ignoring him. And when he goes into the pub, a couple sit with him, and it's all lovely, um, and he makes some friends. So that's basically the premise of it. So I do kind of agree. You're missing the dog, you know, the whole the star of the show there. I'm giving the, the, the cut-down version, which is probably what the ad itself should have done, if you're thinking <laughs> it a bit. Um, but, yeah, it's like that's the premise. So I kind of agree with Matt that it could have been shorter, but also for social media, there's not really a limit. And you know what? Just go ham. Like, do that. they had a vision and they made it. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a really nice story. And I can see, like, you know, it's a nice story from a, from an unlikely source you wouldn't expect it to go viral, um, but you can see the potential in it if it had like a bit more money behind it. Um, but do you know if they're like reshooting it at all, Shauna, if they're putting it on TV or are they just putting like the original one in there? Um, place? No, they just put the original one on there, which I think is lovely. Um, it's short vertically though, isn't it? So I'm going to be interested to see what it looks like on TV. Well, it's already been on. Has it? Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I need to watch more TV. <laughs> it's, um, if, if they don't reshoot it, they should possibly re-edit it. There's some sort of very weird 
jump cut edits going on there. It's a bit like Jean-Luc Godard's uh, A Boot de Souffle mixed with Father Ted um, with, with the dog sort of outside the pub. There. My favourite bit, actually, is, is to look on the young guy's face when his partner beckons him over to sit with the old man in the pub. He looks absolutely crestfallen. <laughs> it's well, nice. I think it's really sweet. Um, and I think ITV did a lovely thing. And I think it's in the spirit of Christmas. It is. It is in the spirit of Christmas. And you're being a Scrooge, Matt. Well, Scrooge. you know. Now, we have, as I'm sure listeners are well aware, started putting up our highly anticipated end of year lists over the past couple of days with plenty more to come this week and next week. Uh, and we'll be having a, a listastic special podcast next week. So please do listen out for that. Have you two been having fun writing up your respective best ofs? Don't no spoiler alerts, by the way. Just you know, a yes or no answer might have to suffice here. I've been having a spectacular time writing up my list. I've been really enjoying it. It's not been stressful at all, and I wish there were more. Yeah. Careful what you wish for, Shauna. Right. Well, thanks to both Charlotte and Shauna, and it's now over to Bo Jackson with a cast of a thousand chickens at Ardman Studios. Over to you, Bo. Hi, I'm Bo Jackson, media editor at Campaign, and I'm delighted today to be joined by two guests from the commercial side of British animation studio Ardman of Wallace and Gromit fame. Best known for its hands-on stop-motion films made from clay, Ardman was founded in 1972. Around 10 years later, the studio brought its knack for inventive storytelling and beloved character creation to advertising, working with iconic brands across Britain and around the world. This year marks the 40th anniversary of Ardman in advertising. In celebration, I am speaking with Senior Business Development Manager Lydia Goff and Steve Haddinghill, the studio's Creative Director of Commercials and Short Form. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Hello. Thanks, Bo. Hi. Lydia is the first part of call for agencies and brands looking to partner with Ardman's world-class animation studio and has a background in client services at ad agencies, including MNC Saatchi and Iris. Steve has been at Ardman for more than 20 years and has directed high-profile campaigns, including the UK Department of Health's Change for Life initiative, which aimed to help the UK public make healthier lifestyle choices. To get us started today, I thought we could look back on some of your favourite ads from Ardman's history. So, Steve, why don't you get us started? Oh, wow. Okay. Favourite ads from... Well, the, the one that I remember, the earliest I remember from back in the day, and I think I must have been about 15. So it must have been around about 84, 85 was the Scotch videotape um, advert. And I think it was called Re-Record, Not Fade Away. I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. With Scotch's lifetime guarantee. Take what you want both night and day. Every recording as good as the first, or we'll give you a new tape. You can watch Scotch forever. Re-record, okay, okay. were really revolutionary at the time, even though I don't think they knew it, because up until that point in advertising, most animated adverts have been 2D and drawn, and I remember a lot of great mm. 2D animations from from the 70s and early 80s. Yes, I am that old. And um, then suddenly Ardman came along, and I think it was on the back of the success of working with Tony Hart with Morph, and then I think on the back of them doing um, a series of films for Channel 4 when Channel 4 first started in 82. I think the, films, the series was called Conversation Pieces, 
And I think they then started getting phone calls from advertising agencies um, to do adverts. I think up until that point, everything had been 2D in my, in, in my memory, hazy memory. And suddenly these, these stop motion animated adverts came on the TV and they obviously they broke into a new dimension and it was really exciting. And um, I just can remember so many from my childhood, from my teens. Um, but I think the Scotch videotape ad was particularly stand out for me because it was funny it was weird it, it kind of used the buddy holly song not fade away uh, the the vo the skeleton's voice was uh, the actor who played chalky from sykes which is a 1970s <laughs> um um sitcom and i just remember it really vividly and it, and you know what i watched it the other day and it still holds up even though technically, you know, they were the technology was so sim- simple, and they were shooting on film, and they couldn't see what they were doing. They didn't have playback like we do nowadays, but it's still so smooth and and super slick for the time. So, I'm gonna say the Scotch videotape ad. I think there's something really um, nice about that that aspect of it, though, as well that it might have a little bit of jerkiness to it which is part of its charm you know what i think there was a lot of jerkiness in in everything (laughs) even if you look at the uh, and and, you know and no disrespect to 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 the work that was produced but if you look back to early morph it is kind of so much kind of rough around the edges but that as you say that's part of its charm Mm. it's 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 imperfections that make it organic and make it you know full of life and and not not you know the usual run-of-the-mill cgi animation that we often see nowadays the super slick stuff so yeah absolutely yeah it's a hands-on craft isn't it i think the things that the ones i remember from childhood are the really sort of out there they felt really surreal and and crazy and it makes you laugh now so things like the maynards you know the juice loose about this hoose oh, I, I feel as if that is a phrase that is now in sort of many of my friends would use it as a joke or it just gets you know it's, a, it's just such a reference maynards original wine gums are filled with delicious juicy flavor just waiting to be set loose all you've got to do is chew Mom, there's juice loose about this house. Set the juice loose! There was an era where everyone was just completely pushing the boundaries and you know for Ardman in those early days they we weren't as a studio back then experts in the world of advertising so this was about you know taking really groundbreaking creative um, scripts from agencies with these really really smart pioneering creatives and yeah. then um, being given a bit of free reign but but doing what we, you know, doing this kind of exploration in terms of production. Um, and, yeah, those So now. They, they were approached directly from agencies. I don't think back in the day they probably pitched on on jobs. They certainly didn't do treatments. I know that. And uh, But they, uh, as Lydia said, they got to work with really fantastic creatives, you know, John Webster and... Um, Dave Trott and Gordon Smith, you know, mm. just to name a few. And, 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 you know, then they ended up doing, you know, like uh, the Access uh, Bank Card uh, uh, campaign or, or the Ariston and on and on, you know, campaign. And they, they were really groundbreaking, memorable ads. And, um, yeah. yeah, but, but they, I, I don't think they actually courted 
you know, um, agencies to do advertising. It just kind of happened. No, it's actually it's like, just, you come to us. A, yeah, agencies wanted something that felt really different. I mean, the same as they do now. We get briefs now where people are looking for something. You know, obviously we get people that come to us that want our classics, that want RIP. You know, want to um, associate their brand in a campaign with Sean the Sheep or yeah, with Wallace yeah. and Gromit or with Morph. Absolutely, and we love doing that work. But often, you know, because we also do character design and and agencies want something maybe that feels fresh or different they want to challenge yeah. and that still is something that's really exciting we love you know we love to solve a problem i think i There's think so much charm yeah. so much humor you know one of our our sort of our pillars of, of what underpins us as a studio is all about humor and absolutely not every script requires it or it's not always appropriate but when we can and when there's an opportunity for adding some humor to a script we we love to yeah, do that do you think it's so i mean what we're we're talking about here quite a lot of uh characters and kind of brand mascots and as well in your in your pieces what is it that makes those characters so memorable and what is it that makes your your work so memorable like is it is it the humor is it I mean, you know it's it's character humor story craft yeah comedy in particular i mean you know as lydia said not every job that we do is laugh out loud funny and it would be inappropriate when you get a really serious script to try and shoehorn you know gags in there and um, and also not every job you know, and the majority, particularly within our advertising and short form commercial area, it, most of the jobs don't look like the classic Aardman job as well. And that's really important because not everybody wants that. We can do that, but, you know, often they want something, you know, kind of different looking or new looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still go through the same process and then try and imbue the work that we create with the, that unquantifiable thing that sometimes they call the Aardman magic and we sort of try and it's kind of hard to quantify it but I think we just naturally do it yeah there's not Um, a formula I guess but but definitely thinking about you know how they are sort of a fully fledged character so you know some of our like I was in an agency recently and they were joking about how one of our directors for a commercial had gone into all these this backstory of these characters that were actually only going to be on screen for a couple of seconds but actually all the thought and the prep Mm. and the consideration of the world in which those characters live in how they you know how they interact and the the sort of you know they're always multi-dimensional and so much thought and care and attention and love goes into what we create here and I think that's what shows and that's what people you know that's the that's how we're able to form these emotional and that's come from Pete and Dave back in the day in the early 80s doing their short films when it was just the two of them I think pre-1982 it was just Pete and Dave tell us tell us a bit more about the process then because we know that stop motion animation can be it, it takes quite a lot of time can take quite a lot of time but obviously that's we're looking at a movie scale. So when you're looking at like more commercial scale, what kind of effort and work goes into that? And perhaps bring in some of your examples from uh, recent times, you know. I mean, it all depends on the length of the project. You know, is it a 30 second commercial? Is it a minute? How many characters are in there? I mean, you know, a kind of an eight week schedule now seems quite commonplace. But I think if you were doing stop motion and it's more complex, and probably 10 weeks minimum for for a commercial depending on the content but but it's worth saying obviously obviously not everything we do is stop motion absolutely and when we do stop motion 
is very often actually sort of, you know, there's, there's multi-technique going into it. So it might be stop motion with CG. Yeah. You know, I think maybe gone are the days of the really like purist attitude towards stop motion. And actually there's so much that we can benefit from, especially in the world of commercials. I mean, Thatcher's was a tough break because it was, it was quite big in terms of the scale of the script for, for a 30 second commercial. But um, the agency and Thatcher's wanted something more naturalistic and they wanted Martin Thatcher to be replicated in puppet form but they didn't want to use clay and clay is great for being expressive, you know, getting expressive um, expressions. But at the same time they wanted, you know, will the director wanted a much more kind of, you know, a, a different look. So actually his face ended up being, so we animated his body and his head, um, but it had track, tracking marks on and his face was sculpted in CG and animated as a, a CG element. And as Lydia says, we, we kind of, we made that, we made that, um, decision because we wanted the expression, but also it sped up the um, process on the yeah, floor. Yeah, we have to, when, you know. When I first started at Arden, I mean, you know, to have a four-month turnaround on a job was commonplace. And I was like, wow, that's like ages. Whereas now, you know, that's half the time now. And, and you know, as Lydia says, we work in lots of different mediums. We do CG, we do 2D, depending on the brief and the, you know, the schedule and the budget. And we respond to the brief. So, you know, I think I think the way that we're 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 really super adaptable, you know, and we don't just do stop motion, although we love stop motion. I just finished directing a stop motion um, film for Barber and um, and uh, it was great fun and it was quick turnaround, um, you know, for a, a 90 second film. And it's great being on the floor. The studio floor is the best place to be. So this is your Christmas one. With Barbara, is that right? Absolutely. We're incredibly proud of it. To extend the life of your garment, it might be best to go to Barber. It's a bit crazy and a bit anarchic and a bit silly, and uh, that's all good Christmas ads should be like, I think, really. Um, it's not cynical. We, Ardman, we don't do sort of like cynical humour. It's got, you know, it's, but it's the great, the wonderful thing about Sean, the sheep, and all the flock and Bitzer and the farm is it's like one big dysfunctional family. And uh, there's a lot of fun to be had by that dynamic. And, um, and you know, if, if the farmer and Bitzer's got a problem, the sheep all step up to help. But ultimately, they're a bit rubbish, and that's where the comedy comes from. So we had a lot. It's of all fun. well meant, but it's never quite, never quite comes yeah. out in the way they hope. Yeah. yeah, the fun bit is is putting the gags in there, and um, and and you know, and constantly asking when we're making an ad, be it for Barber or for you know some some other kind of famous brand. Is it funny? You know, is it funny, and can we make it funny enough can in the time elevate that we've got? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Tell us a bit more about where you get your ideas from like what's that process like 
on the brief, you know, it's yeah. always uh, in reaction to a, a specific brief. And, you know, without a brief, I think you, you've you got too many options. And so, but sometimes, so sometimes it's worth saying, sometimes obviously we, we work in both ways. Yeah. So sometimes we're working with an agency and obviously that can be that they're very much, you know, they've got maybe a creative territory and they've obviously got a brief from a client, but they're quite open and they want it to be a collaborative process. Yeah. Sometimes we start with, you know, workshops or brainstorms, that kind of thing. And we love working like that. Yeah. Sometimes there are, you know, there's maybe even a research script and actually, you know, we'll always well, we'll always often, recommend yeah. how we can elevate it. But yeah. we obviously are mindful that that's what they need us to work yeah. to. But sometimes when we're working with brands directly, um, as was the case with Barbara, actually, um, you know, they they were clear on, you know, their business objectives and messaging, what was important to them. And they wanted to talk about this, you know, sustainability and the rewaxing. And, and that is great because yeah. we, we love a sustainability message at Aardman because that fits with our values. Values are really important here as a studio. So, in those kind of um, situations, actually, we had, you know, total freedom to, to an extent, but, to you know, they the wanted script. to hear yeah. from us. They yeah. wanted us to develop the yeah. script. They wanted our ideas. And that's lovely, too. And, and you know, often we'll, you know, like with Barber, we um, we just got four or five people in the room who have all worked on Sean the Sheep. And we just kind of brainstormed and riffed ideas. And it was really interesting that the consensus within the room was that you know you've got this starting point it's barber that the, the farmer has a coat which looks a bit like a barber jacket so we'll use that as a yeah, starting point that helped and then he's kind of clumsy around the farm he ends up kind of trashing his jacket in in a kind of day and how and, and then the animals want to help because it's christmas and that's the loving thing and the, the lovely thing about gifting and, and and the thought that counts so they they all decide to help well i mean we'll take a look at some of the things you've got coming up as well and, and your thoughts for what you've got to come in 2024 but before i go into that i just have to ask is it true that you're running out of clay oh. um, just um just for the benefit of everybody listening oh. if they have but also do you know what? It genuinely I think it's kind of warmed our hearts yeah. because seeing so many people and so many people reaching out to us and obviously the press coverage yeah. um but we've just had so many genuinely I think concerned fans that are worried that we're not gonna yeah. um meet all you know meet the commitments that we've got coming up or there's going to be a halt in the production of Wallace and Gromit film which comes out um in 2024 but actually it's fine. We're, it's we're, it's fine. all good. We're, really, no one need worry. We have a plan. Yeah. You know, um, it's all in hand. But um, yeah, I think overwhelmingly, uh, the the feeling in the studio is just warm and fuzzy. That actually, people are are genuinely. Thank you. For it is very sweet, but also just to dispel a rumor, really, or it, that actually we don't use a huge amount of clay in, in our productions. You know, often it might be a mixture of silicon and latex mm. and hard cast kind of resin. And, you know, so it's a combination of materials. And it might just be sometimes it's the mouths around around the faces that are done in clay or eyelids. And so even even Wallace is, is probably only about, 10% clay <gasps> I know I can't believe that so so actually um you know the 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 emphasis on on clay is is, is not a problem we've uh, we've got it in hand yeah we're, we're on the case yeah, yeah. so it's all good and as, as you were mentioning as you mentioning before there's there's other techniques that you use what can you give us some examples of of those kinds of ads I know we've gone over the thatches but 
other kinds of uh, animation. You know, sometimes we use puppeteering. Um, we did a, a beautiful music mm. promo about three years ago for Coldplay called Daddy, and that's a mixture. Yeah, of, that is so beautiful. Of puppeteering, mixed media animation, drawn animation. There, you've got you've got most techniques in there. I think there's some lovely behind the scenes content. Yes, like that, absolutely. Making of stuff, which yeah, is really nice. You know, with with people in in kind of green. More key suits, puppeteering on rods. I mean, the the reason why we chose puppetry for that spot was because it's kind of like a four and a half minute song, and the time for time pressures, it was much easier to puppeteer than than doing it in stop motion. Otherwise, we possibly would have done that. So that's one example mm. of mixed media. I mean, back in the day, you know, you mentioned the Change for Life campaign that uh, mm. ran from I think it was around about two thousand and seven through to well, I mean, we, we were doing ads a couple of years ago for that. So it's been sort of nearly kind of 15 years. But, um, you know, that was a mixture of, of clay characters in sort of 2D, 3D backgrounds with 2D animation um, um, uh, laid over the top of that. And that was that was lovely to do a mixed media job. Um, we do, we just we did a a two D animated film for Blue Peter's Amazing Authors competition, yeah, um, uh, called The Wolf in My Shed. I mm. think it based on a, a poem written by uh, one um, small viewer from Blue Peter, and that's a lovely. Oh gosh, yeah, I mean, there's, there, yeah. there are loads. Of, like we said, you know, and pure CG. I'm, I pieces, mean, even you mentioned Hootsman earlier, you know, the juice. Sometimes there's live action. You know, the, main, the main art spot, we do a pixelation, which is, um, you know, which was the um, Peter Gabriel sledgehammer technique of animating a human and then animating objects around mm. them. Any excuse to try anything. I mean, we're... Can we we've animated in sand. What about gold? Yeah, yeah, gold, which was um, for Nokia. And that was a Guinness World Records. I think it was the largest stop motion yeah. ad ever created. And so that involved like cranes on a beach that and then animated, to, yeah. animating in the sand. In the so, sand with, with I mean, humans. it's kind of, yeah, it's, we, yeah, we're still so well known for clay, but yeah. we absolutely do so much more. We do get really excited when a, a, a job with a different technique than we tried before comes through and it's like, oh, we want this in kind of tinfoil or, you know, kind of um, wood or sandpaper. You know, that's really exciting mm. because that's a challenge. And and even like a brief where it'll come in and it's trying to imbue personality and character into an inanimate in, in object is is a real challenge. So mm. we get excited about the strangest things. Yeah, well, yeah. problem solving as well. Yeah, so. it is a massive problem. <laughs> Whenever you do a ad or a film, it's a big puzzle. And you don't know how you're going to solve it at the beginning, and that's don't don't tell client that by the way. But often, often you know, it's like how how are we going to do this? And and the 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 fun and the the wonder of it is that all the heads coming together and solving the problem. And you know, it always looks amazing, and you always solve it. But uh, that's the fun bit, definitely. I think what 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 was what I've I know it's come up a lot in our chat, but. Also, I've been asking a lot of people what their favorite adverts of all time are, but and quite often, what they will say to me is something that is physically made, and 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 moving away a little bit more from the digital. And so I'm just I'm just wondering if that's something, it's something you must be seeing from your clients, Lydia. I think yeah, I think a lot of the time, if you're trying, if you're a brand. That, you know, wanting to push a sort of a quality message, a trust message, 
we talked about sustainability, anything where you want to imbue, it's a bit like the DFS ad, I think part of their brief to us was that they wanted to be known for this kind of handcrafted quality, that kind of thing. If if that's a value that's really important for your brand, then you then a, a, a way to achieve that is actually in, you know, the, the way that your content is produced. And it's the same with uh, Thatcher's, actually. That was a sim- similar brief on that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Brands want to, to to match, you know, they want to, to convey Echo, that. Yeah. yeah, they want to convey that that quality and that commitment to the detail. And obviously for a consumer, if you're thinking, wow, they, you know, there's that much love and attention and craft and sort of, yeah, that 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 yeah. attention to to the to the detail that's in the content, then it kind of it just it's it's echoing all those brand values. It's it's a perfect way to bring that to life, I think. Um, so yeah, and I think there is. There's always people love you know that that um, hands on. People love to imagine that something has had all this expertise and attention, you know, poured into it. The, you know, the people the people in the studio when you go into model making. They are so passionate about what they do and they are so incredibly experienced. And that is what you see in the work. Yeah, and it is like alchemy. You know, you've got these base, you know, kind of metals, these puppets that are inanimate and then you brief an animator and you'll kind of go away for a cup of coffee and do a bit of storyboarding and three hours later you'll pop into the studio, see how they're getting on and they've created this thing that lives and breathes yeah. and it's like, wow, that is like magic. And I, I'm always absolutely, um, in, you know, astounding when, when, I, when I see a piece of animation for the first time, even though we've been doing it for years, the magic, uh, uh, you know, kind of never ceases, you know, and I'm always impressed. Um, but, you know, to say that, you, you know, to do it through stop motion is a quick and an easier way. We still try and, you know, even with CGI to kind of imbue our kind of, you know, our films, our ads, our content with that same kind of craft. So the, so the, um, the process is the same, but, you know, ultimately the aesthetic might be slightly different at the end, but hopefully you, you still kind of have that kind of craft element in everything that we do. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Mm -hmm. That's really important. Um, just one last question then for you both before um, I wrap it wrap things up. What are you looking forward to over the next few months and into the new year? I'm thinking there's some chickens on the horizon. <laughs> well, yes, I, I love so. chickens this Christmas. So um, chicken run, dawn of the nugget. How many times have you seen it, Lydia? Yeah, I've seen it multiple times. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I've seen it multiple times. Premiere. It is absolutely brilliant, um, and the stakes are really high. So I think when you haven't, you know, for for this long since yeah. the since the original film, um, it's got to be good. Yeah, we've had a lot of that feedback from people, and then thankfully, um, yeah, great reviews and and fantastic comments so far. So, Chicken Run: Dawn of the Nugget comes out on Netflix on the fifteenth of December. So everything chicken related, um, which is very exciting. It's exciting because that's also the that's the same day as the Alpen Christmas party. So it's a, like a double celebration that day. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Can you imagine? What a um, day. And then, as we said, I think earlier, so Wallace and Gromit film um, comes out oh, yes. next year, uh, which everybody, you can imagine, um, there's teams of people working on that and lots and lots of love and attention going on that. Um, but, yeah, we have quite an exciting year already coming up We're, from a commercials um, perspective with lots of things that we can't talk We can't about. talk about them because they're all confidential, and but they are super exciting. But that's not to say that we won't obviously make yeah. plenty of time and resources yeah. Also available should 
journalists want mean, to pick up the phone or whoever. <laughs> that would be a dream. What a dream partnership that would be. Yeah. Uh, John no, Lu- we'll John always Lewis, find a resource. John Lewis and Ardman Christmas partnership. Oh, right? come on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we, we, we do, we are very, um, we're very excited about next year. There's a, lot, there's a lot in the pipelines. Yes. We're, we're flat out at the moment. And, uh, which is amazing. And we're always grateful for all the opportunities we, we, we get to produce beautiful work and we never take it for granted um and you know fingers crossed it's going to be a busy year next year as well um i have uh, you know the wallace and gromit film is super exciting though i think it was the last time they they appeared on our screens 2007 so it's gonna be wow that's gonna be big end of next year isn't it yeah it is and it's looking great really funny so I have seen bits of that. Exciting times. I mean, please, please keep us updated at campaign with all of your commercials you have coming up. Um, Please give us a heads up. Um, But that's all we have time for. I'm afraid. Thank you both for joining us. Um, And happy birthday to Ardman. Here's to many more years of iconic claymation and more. Thanks so much. If you'd like to learn more about what we have been discussing today, please visit our website, campaignlive.co.uk. Details of our subscriptions are available at campaignlive forward slash membership. If you enjoy this episode of the Campaign Podcast, please follow us, like us and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. A big thank you to Haymarket Studio Manager Nav Pal and producer Till Owen and to our producer from Rethink Audio, Aidan Lyons. Thank you too for listening and I hope you'll join us next time. On behalf of the campaign team, goodbye. Goodbye.